the power of connection, the power yep. of like, hey man, you have somebody here. Mm-hmm. Okay, so don't ever, don't ever think that you don't. Welcome to the Mission Driven Podcast, the show designed to empower, educate, and encourage you to stay focused and committed to your mission. I'm your host, AC Cristales. Let's get ready to roll. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your host, AC Cristales. Welcome back to another episode of the Mission Driven Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. And wherever you're at in the world, know that I am grateful that you have decided to listen to this podcast. Today's title of the show is The Ultimate Price. And I'm going to use some dialogue from the movie Point Break as my reference point for today. So clear your mind, get rid of all distractions, open up your heart, open up your mind, get ready to take some notes and be empowered by today's message. 50 year storm. What's that? That's kind of a legend. No, it's real. It's absolutely real. Everything moves in cycles. So twice a century, the ocean lets us know just how small we really are. A winter storm comes out of Antarctica, tearing up the Pacific. And it sends a huge swell north 2,000 miles. And when it hits Bells Beach, it'll turn into the biggest surf this planet has ever seen, and I will be there. So will I. You want the ultimate, you gotta be willing to pay the ultimate price. It's not tragic to die doing what you love. If you want the ultimate, you got to be willing to pay the ultimate price. Now, I don't know what comes to your mind when you hear those words, but ever since I saw that movie Point Break, a classic movie, by the way, starring the late Patrick Swayze and Mr. John Wick himself, Keanu Reeves, that line always stood out to me. If you want the ultimate, you got to be willing to pay the ultimate price. Ultimate. Now, what is ultimate? If you base your answer simply on the definition of the word ultimate, then ultimate means the best achievable or imaginable thing. But in this podcast, I want you to think and connect the ultimate to the best and biggest goal or dream that you have for your life. For some of you, that's earning a certain amount of money by the time you reach the age 40. For someone else, it's writing and producing a feature film that reaches millions and millions of people. And yet, for another person, it's doing everything possible to raise their kids in an environment that's conducive to them being successful in life. So what is your goal? What is your dream? If you can't think of anything off the top of your head, I want you to seriously take some time after listening to this episode to reflect and to ask yourself, what is it that I truly want to do with my life? See, there has to be something bigger. There has to be something greater that wakes you up every morning, that fires you up, that gets you going and gets you excited and gets you to live, live, not just exist. Oscar Wilde once said, to live is the rarest thing in the world. Most people just exist. Now think about that. Most people just wake up every day. They go through the same routines of working or going to school Monday through Friday, and then the weekend comes and they go to the same restaurants or they spend their entire weekend people watching, but not at a specific location, but rather on their phones, which is crazy because they just did that during the week at work. And at school or wherever they were at, right? When they should have been working or focused. But nah, it seems that nowadays the normal thing is to live through others and their posts and their pictures and their experiences. But what about you? Are you really living? I know that because you are breathing that you exist, but are you really living? Because to really live means you're constantly growing, 
You're opening your mind. You're stepping out of your comfort zone. You're shooting your shot. You're taking risks. And you're doing the things you wish and dream you could be doing. See, it's getting to a point where you don't have to solely dream anymore. Because while it is true that a dream gets you started, it is action and work that allows you to actually live out that dream. But as long as you continue on the same road, following the same habits, believing the same lies and being led by the same faulty attitudes and perspectives, you'll never achieve the ultimate. And only you know what the ultimate is for you. By the way, your ultimate doesn't need social approval. If it's not causing harm to somebody, society doesn't have to approve your goal or dream. So why is it that you feel embarrassed or ashamed to tell someone your goal or dream because you think it's not good enough for them or big enough for them? Your dream is not for them. And if it is, you're going to be very disappointed because if you're waiting for society's constant approval to chase after your dream, you're not going to make it very far and you're not going to make much progress. And it's not because I feel that every sector of society is against you. It's because there will be moments when it will be just you working hard for your goal, when it will be just you staying up late studying to make sure that you earn that degree. When it will be just you putting an extra effort to make sure your business doesn't go under. When it will be just you believing that you will get to where you want to go in spite of the challenges and failures you experience along the way. See, the goal is yours. So the only approval you need is yours. You don't even need your family's approval. I'm not suggesting that you're disrespectful in your pursuit of your dreams and goals. I'm just saying that sometimes your family has a limited view of who you are and what you can do. They also sometimes have a fixed mindset on who you can be, meaning that they set limits on you and not always because they're against you or don't love you, but rather because they simply don't know what's really in you. They don't know about the drive that keeps you grinding when everyone else quits. They don't have the knowledge of you putting in hours and hours of work into making sure your dreams come true. And they don't understand the passion you have to live out your God-given destiny. So let your family have their opinions of you. And remember what opinions are. Opinions are thoughts and judgments based on feelings, not facts. So let them have their opinions. You pursue your goal and don't let anyone knock you off that track. Don't let someone with a limited and small mindset tell you that your dream is too big either. And don't let someone who hasn't walked in your shoes tell you what road you should be on or what you should be chasing after. Now, I have to tell you guys that, that last week was great for me, all right? And not just because I was in San Antonio. I love San Antonio, by the way. It's a great city here in Texas. So if you've never been to San Antonio, that's one of the cities in Texas that I would suggest you visit. All right. Uh, but anyways, I was chosen as the opening keynote speaker last week at the AMIT conference. And AMIT stands for Association of Migrant Educators in Texas. So I was their opening keynote speaker at their state conference. And the experience was awesome. I had someone record the keynote, by the way, so that should be out on YouTube in a few weeks. So be on the lookout for that. But it was great, not just because of the atmosphere, not just because of the audience and and everything just seemed to fit. OK, and the, and the feedback was good as well. But here's how I know it was great for me. All right. Because I was telling somebody that I'm always my biggest critic when it comes to speaking engagements, when it comes to, you know, going out there and doing my thing on the microphone and going out there and empowering people. I am my biggest critic. Like someone could tell me, yo, you, you rocked it. You killed it. You did great. But I'm always like, man, I could have done this. Like, it's like, I don't know how to just, just take it. Right. I don't know how to just take the compliment or take the praise and just enjoy it. Um, but that's because I, you know, that's just because I'm hard on myself. Like I said, I'm my biggest critic, 
But last week, you know, I was gauging the audience while I was speaking. All right. So if you're a speaker out there, just know this eye contact, eye contact is very important as a speaker. So I was gauging the audience. And as I was doing that, I, I noticed that what I was sharing, man, it had the capacity to move people emotionally, right? Because they were laughing. Some were laughing, some were crying, some were doing both. And that just let me know that there's power in what I share with them. Again, for those of you who know me or have been listening to the podcast since the beginning, you know I pride myself on being transparent and genuine. And so I speak from my heart. But there's also preparation that goes on behind the scenes, okay? There are hours and hours of research, reading materials that will give me the knowledge that a particular organization is needing or wanting to encourage their audience members to take action. And there's also hours and hours of outlining my message in a way that not only connects, but also influences and empowers the audience. So it's, there's a, there's a mental aspect of this, you know, not only a physical aspect of it uh, in terms of actually doing the work, but there's also a mental aspect of preparing for a gig. So Last week, you know, right before the opening keynote, as I was, you know, just getting everything ready, you know, I actually drove in. I taught my class at Richland and, and I drove from, from Dallas to San Antonio. And if you've ever been on I-35, man, you, you know how that traffic is, right? Going from Dallas to, you know, passing Austin and, and getting to San Antonio. So it, it should take, you know, a little bit, about five hours, but with traffic, a little six hours. So anyways, I get to San Antonio about 730 at night and I go and, you know, I started just setting up my booth because I had a little booth where I was going to sell my books. And a friend of mine asked me, are you nervous? You know, and I was like, of course I'm nervous. And, and I told him, like, look, the minute I'm not nervous about a speaking engagement is the minute I know I shouldn't be speaking anymore. Because nervousness to me doesn't mean that I'm unprepared. It means that I know that I've been given a great opportunity to impact people's lives in a positive way. And so I don't take that lightly. All right. So the nervousness is, God, I need you. God, I need you to give me the boldness to speak truth and not just with conviction, but also with compassion, because I know that there are people out there who need encouragement and hope. And that is what I want to give them. Now, this podcast is not a spiritual podcast. All right. Per se. But I would be lying to you if I didn't express myself fully without mentioning the importance that my faith has and who I am as I pursue my mission. But the bottom line is this, guys. All right. I want you to know that I'm pursuing something that is bigger than me. And therefore, it is more than just about me. It's not about the stage. It's not about the audience. It's not about the applause. It's not about the cheers. It's about knowing that I helped someone improve. OK, it's knowing that someone's life was made better because of what I shared and what I do and how I do it. You see, that is my ultimate. Remember the mission is now episode. That was the first podcast episode that I recorded and released. And I mentioned in that podcast episode that as a 15-year-old kid, I knew that my life would be a life committed to serving others through my message. And of course, when I was 15, I thought it was going to be through rap music. All right. But obviously that wasn't the case. And that just shows you, number one, I wasn't that good of a rapper. All right. And then number two, it shows that life brings about many changes. But when you're truly called for something, You'll always be placed in situations where you have the opportunity to do just that. So as a 19-year-old bilingual teacher aide, I had the opportunity to serve teachers by helping them in the classroom and being a positive role model for the students from kindergarten all the way to fifth grade. 
As a 21-year-old bilingual teacher, I had the opportunity to serve my students and parents by providing the best quality education that I could to students who did not come from privileged backgrounds and whose parents worked several jobs to ensure their children had what they needed. See, check this out, all right? I didn't need a perfect environment to live out my dream. And can I tell you the same thing? You don't need a perfect environment to live out your dream because check this out, no perfect environment exists. And so I mean, what I mean by that, excuse me, is this, that so many times, you know, you're, you, there's something that you want to do, right? You want to become a teacher or you want to become a nurse or a doctor or an engineer. And so you get into a company or you get into an organization or school, whatever it is that you get into. And then you realize, wow, there's some there's some cons to this, right? Like you knew about the pros, you knew about the, the good things about the job. But then you realize, oh, well, there's this thing that I don't like about the job. But regardless of that, that shouldn't stop you from serving out your mission. You know, regardless of that. I wasn't, you know, going to be deterred. I wasn't going to be turned away by students who come came into the classroom not prepared, right? Or came into the classroom not knowing things that by the time they were in fourth grade, they should know. What, what that meant is that I just had to work a little bit harder to make sure that I was able to, you know, just prepare them for, for future grades and, and, and equip them to be successful and not just in the classroom, but outside of the classroom as well. So it was about me being committed to my dream and having the discipline to stay faithful to it. And again, my dream is like, look, I'm going to serve students. I'm going to serve the students that I have the opportunity to, to be their teacher. Right. I'm going to serve them. And so stayed faithful to it, even though there were obstacles and even though, you know, there were situations that I couldn't control. Because, again, I can't control how my students enter into the classroom. So, yeah, there are many obstacles that you face in whatever career choice that you decide to pursue or whatever career you're in right now. But you shouldn't stop giving it your best just because things are hard or difficult. All right. So as a 24 year old, because I'm going out this journey, just kind of show you that, look, life will always place you in, in situations where you're able to live out your dream. So as a 24 year old, I move up, I become an assistant principal at the middle school level. And now I had the opportunity to serve students, teachers and parents. And although I had much to learn since I started out early, all right, I was I was 24. It's pretty young to be an educational leader. But my desire to impact people's lives was real. And I was driven by that because to me, leadership is so essential for the growth and progress of any organization. So that meant I had to grow. I had to change. I had to adapt. All right. There are certain things that I had to learn so that I could be a better leader. There are certain things that I had to change about myself so that I could be a better leader because leadership is not about me. It's about we. How do we improve? How do we make an impact? How do we serve? And as a 32-year-old, I decided to pursue speaking full-time, which is now the ultimate, my ultimate goal. And that's to consistently travel in the U.S. and internationally and empower people to be better leaders, better educators, and frankly, just better people through speaking, through books, through blogs, and now through a podcast. But this road hasn't been easy. But nothing worthwhile or big or ultimate is ever achieved easily. And so I have to tell you about this. A few weeks back, I sat down and spoke to a friend of mine who is now a principal. And she asked me if I regretted leaving my position as an assistant principal. And I said no. Now, I have to tell you this. I have to tell you that I, I took a few minutes before I said no. And the reason for that was because I was, I was in a difficult spot a few weeks back. I mean, you do understand that our feelings can sometimes have us saying or believing something that may not truly express what we really know. See, our feelings are fickle. They change constantly and they're simply visitors 
in our mind that come and go. That's why there are moments when you are super happy and excited. And then there are moments when you just want to kill somebody. Not literally, by the way. All right. I mean, I, I hope it's not literally. OK, so again, you have your happy moments and then you have your moments where, man, you just don't feel it. But feelings are temporary. But beliefs. OK, so let's 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 talk about beliefs because feelings and beliefs, are two different things. OK, feelings are temporary, but beliefs, those are convictions, you know, to be true. And so while I hesitated in my response to her as to whether I regretted leaving my position as an assistant principal, you know, and I, and I you know, I did. I did hesitate because, you know, again, I was in a difficult spot. I was in a spot where I'm like, you know, in my mind, you know, I have all these thoughts rolling through my mind. Like I hadn't had a speaking engagement in a while. I was battling with with the thought as to whether or not I should can continue pursuing being a full time speaker. And then I was mad, you know, <laughs> seriously, I was mad because, you know, I've heard from people, you know, and, and people have told me I've, I've, I've finished speaking and they've told me, man, like you're one of the best speakers, you know, I've ever heard. And yet here I am. I'm not getting booked. But yet that guy, you know, over there, he's getting booked. You know, he's speaking in San Diego, Chicago, Cincinnati. And here I am in Wiley, Texas with no gigs. And so I was like, what's really going on? Right. Like all that was going through my head when she asked me this question. So I was in a, I was in a, in a, I was in a low spot. All right. I was in a down spot. But as I responded to her, the truth came out, you know, because I thought about it. You know, I didn't want to didn't want to respond too quick. And so although I was feeling down at that moment, I don't regret my decision at all. And I told her that. And here's why I don't regret the decision to leave my position six years ago. It's because of the people, the people that I've had the chance to meet and impact in a positive way. I mean, think about it. Me regretting my decision would be an insult to the people that God placed in my life to be a source of faith for them, a source of hope, a source of love. And so, yeah, again, I was feeling bad. But as I spoke about that, about what I know, right, with regard to the people who I've been blessed to serve, I knew there was no room for for regrets. And so this goes out to the college students, right, at, at UT Austin. All right, shout out to Adam. Who, who I know is listening, hook him, brother. Uh, shout out to Adam, shout out to the students from Texas A&M, TCU, et cetera, who are still inspired by me even years after I served them and spoke to them at a youth leadership conference. I'm thankful for them. This is to all the teachers who I've encouraged and empowered, you know, from various school districts and various states. I'm thankful for them. This, this is for all the school leaders that I've had the chance to collaborate with to ensure that their campuses are thriving and making sure that your students succeed. I'm thankful for them as well. See, when you're truly thankful about your blessings and know that you are in the right spot, it may not look the way you want it to look, but you know that you're in the right spot, that leaves little to no room for regrets. Because again, when you decide to pursue something with all of your heart, with all of your mind and all of your soul, you have to be willing to accept everything that comes with it, everything. And it's not all fun, glamorous success. It's also rejection, pain, failures, and times of stress. It's the ultimate requiring that you pay the ultimate price. So understand that it's not even about how talented you are or how smart you are or how gifted you are. It's about are you willing to pay the ultimate price? Now, what is the ultimate price? It's this. It's knowing that the pursuit of a goal, the pursuit of a dream requires you to accept all the good and all the trying times that come with it. You can't just say yes to the good and say no to the bad. It's accepting both things because both are a part of the journey. And so your success depends not only on how you handle the good, but also on how you ha handle the bad, how you bounce back from failures. Now, 
just a couple of minutes ago, I told you about how last week was great for me because I was able to, to do what I have set out to do. And that's be a keynote speaker at major conferences. But let me tell you about another experience. A few years back, I received a call from a fairly large school district offering me the opportunity to be the keynote speaker at their new teacher orientation. Now, this person who called me and offered me this opportunity shared with me that this orientation would have about 500 people in attendance. They would have new teachers, principals, district leaders. And so needless to say, I was stoked about this opportunity. I felt like, man, I had I'd finally made it. And this was going to be my big break because I believe that when I killed it, right, when I kill it, and, and, and by kill it, I mean rock it. And if you still don't know or understand what I mean by killing it on the microphone or rocking it on the microphone, I'm sorry. Let me let me say it in a way that, that you'll understand, all right? When I speak in such a manner that people are greatly inspired, <laughs> this is going to open up more doors for me. That's what I believed. Like, man, I have to do great. I have to get up there and just speak from my heart and, and speak like I've been speaking the last couple of years. And it's going to open up more doors for me. So I remember, I remember just being excited about the opportunity. I mean, I had everything. The contract was signed, all that. And so I remember my buying a new shirt, all right, buying a new shirt and tie because, you know, I had to look good, man. You know, so I was excited because this was going to be it. So the week before the event, the event was going to be held on a Friday morning. But the week before the event, that Sunday, I was traveling to Charleston, South Carolina, because I had a speaking engagement where I would be, you know, conducting a two day workshop for police officers. And I remember arriving to Charleston and meeting up with the supervisor of, you know, that that event, that workshop at the airport. And so, you know, we head to Bojangles, famous chicken and biscuits. All right. So if you're from the, you know, that South Carolina, North Carolina era, you know what I'm talking about. Bojangles. All right. Anyways, we eat and then we head back to the hotel. And once there, you know, he goes to his room and I go to my room. And so I'm sitting in my room and I'm like, man, it's still early, you know, and since I had just ate some fried chicken, you know, I kind of felt bad. Right. So I was like, let me let me let me run. All right. Let me run for at least 30 minutes on this treadmill you know, try to at least lose a biscuit or something. And so I, I get on the treadmill because, again, in a few days, I'm going to be speaking at this new teacher orientation and I have to look good. All right. I have my suit, my new shirt and tie. I have to look good. So anyways, I get to the hotel gym. I get on the treadmill and my phone goes off and it's an email notification. And the email was from the woman who booked me for the new teacher orientation. And so five days before the event, she informed me over email that she had made a mistake, that she had booked me not knowing that someone else in the district had already booked a keynote speaker for the event. So I was out. I was no longer going to be speaking at the event. I was no longer going to be able to rock my new shirt and tie. Now, I keep talking about that tie and shirt, don't I, right? It was dope. That's why, seriously, you know, it was dope. No, I'm messing. I know it really was. <laughs> and so, uh, but I'm not going to lie to you, all right? I, I was crushed. I was crushed. I couldn't even run anymore. Like, there was no desire for me to even continue with my, you know, 30 minutes of exercise or whatever. And I'm not going to lie to you guys. I mean, I, uh, I started crying. I did, all right? So, just picture, you know, uh, a man in his mid thirties, you know, crying. And I'm not saying like boohoo and like, like, you know, just, you know, just all these tears rushing down my face, but you know, just, man, I did. I started crying. I was just sad, you know, because again, I thought this was my big break. I thought this was going to open so many doors for me. 
And what's worse is that I had told people about this event, right? And I had posted about this event and here it was taking it, taken away from me. And not only that, you know, just a week before that, I had a conversation with a friend of mine and they were excited that I had this opportunity and I was excited about it, right? And so I remember having this conversation with this person and I remember telling them that, look, let me tell you why I got this opportunity. It's not just because I'm the most gifted speaker, I'm the best speaker. It's because I didn't quit. Do you understand that? Do you understand that there have been times when when I wanted to give up on this goal and yet I don't? And so I know that the result of me not giving up is this speaking opportunity because you have to understand this, that sometimes, all right, this is this is for you out there. You have to understand that sometimes you're going to be a beneficiary of career opportunities, a college education, leadership positions, not because you're the most talented individual or the smartest individual, but because you're the individual who does not quit. And persistence is more valuable than talent because talented people come and go depending on how things go, Right. Depending if things go their way, talented people will come and go. Talented people will either either keep going or or quit because, well, things didn't go their way. But persistent people, persistent people remain. Challenges arise, persistent people persist. Obstacles surround, persistent people keep pushing. Failures happen, persistent people don't stay down. They get up. And so I told this person, like, look, I, I earned this opportunity to be this keynote speaker at this new teacher orientation because I was persistent. But there I was that Sunday evening, just a few days before the event, and that opportunity was gone. I didn't understand it. And I did what a lot of us do when something unexpected and bad happens to us. I internalized it. I must not be good enough. Maybe speaking isn't for me. Someone must have seen a video on me on YouTube and decided I wasn't good enough. Maybe I'm not a good speaker. I internalized it, thinking I just don't have it. But what I did have was two options, persist or quit. I could have quit believing that I, in fact, wasn't good enough. But I chose to persist with tears streaming down my face, I was committed to continue on this pursuit because the pursuit of a dream or a goal requires you to accept everything that comes with it. The good moments, the bad moments, the acceptance, the rejection, the love, the hate, everything. I was committed to paying the ultimate price because I wanted my ultimate and I still want my ultimate. And so there's still an ultimate price to pay. want the ultimate, you gotta be willing to pay the ultimate price. It's not tragic to die doing what you love. It's not tragic to die doing what you love. You know what is tragic though? Existing in a life doing something you hate day in and day out because someone has made you believe that there is nothing better for you. Tragic is being stuck in a relationship that doesn't make you a better person because you don't truly value yourself and know that within you is a person who deserves the real meaning of love. Tragic is knowing you have a dream that's lying dormant inside of you, but because of your fear of what others might say, you don't pursue it. And so instead of living out the dream, you allow it to slowly wither inside you and die. 
Tragic is existing, but not truly living. So you have the ultimate. You have your goal, your dream. Let me lay out five things that you're required when paying the ultimate price. Number one, to pay the ultimate price, don't let fear win. Pursuing something big is going to bring you fear, but don't let fear win. Fear will make you believe that things will not work out for you. Fear will make you think that you're not good enough or capable enough to do what you want to do. But instead of believing what could go wrong, I want you to believe what could go right. So the thought should no longer be, what if I fail? It should be, what if I succeed? What if this program does work? What if I do make it? Just changing how you view things on your journey will empower you to not let fear win. Number two, you have to be committed to your ultimate. True commitment is not revealed when things are going well. Anyone can be committed when things are beautiful and rosy. True commitment is revealed when all hell breaks loose and you have the choice to retreat or continue. So are you ready for the challenges that are coming as you pursue your ultimate? If not, get ready, baby. And remember, paying the ultimate price means I will be committed, not just in the best of times, but also in the times when everything in me seems to want to quit. But I won't because I really want this. And I know that if this is what I really want and this is what I'm really called to do, I have to remain committed. Number three, no excuses. You can always find reasons as to why you shouldn't take risks or why you shouldn't do this or you shouldn't do that. But excuses will never produce the desired results that you really want. So if you really want something bad enough, you're going to find a way. But if you don't, you'll find excuses because excuses will always be there. But do you know what won't always be there? Time and opportunity. Time passes so fast and once you kill it, you're not able to resurrect it. Once time is gone, it is gone. So why waste time in a situation you can get out of because of the excuses you have? Now, I know that for some of you, it's going to take a lot of work and effort to get out of a bad and toxic situation. But if that is what you really want, then know that the change will only come when you let go of excuses. Opportunity, that doesn't last either. Some of you already know the sting of not jumping on an opportunity that was presented to you a few years ago. You know what it feels like to live with a thought of what if. Excuses will lead you to that. Excuses will rob you of opportunities. But in pursuing the ultimate, you have to let go of the excuses. Number four, difficult choices will be made. Some of you have to start saying no to people you know aren't good for you and are derailing you from your goal or dream. But I understand it's difficult to say no. It's easier to stay in the same comfortable spot because maybe that's all you know. But in order to achieve big goals and dreams, it's going to take making the difficult choices that could hurt others. But realize this. If you fail to make those difficult choices, in the end, the results end up hurting you more. And I know that sounds a little selfish, right? But do you know what happens if you don't fight for your dreams? No one else will. If you don't take the necessary steps to reach your goals, no one else will. This is about you. This is about you accomplishing the dream, the goal that you have. So make the difficult choices to say bye to certain people, say bye to certain habits, say bye to certain beliefs that are not helpful in you reaching your ultimate. Number five, 
the ultimate requires sacrifice. This one is probably my favorite and maybe the reason why I decided to do an episode on this topic because I know and I need you to know that you will never realize what could be as long as you hold on to what is. You're going to have to sacrifice some things to achieve what you really want. For me, six years ago, that was my career as an assistant principal. Everything was set. And for me to walk away from that, people were like, are you serious? And yeah, I was. And I am. Because the ultimate requires sacrifice. You want a better body? Or you want to be in better health? What are you willing to sacrifice for that? You want to graduate from college and become a lawyer? What are you willing to sacrifice to achieve that? Every goal requires sacrifice. And depending on what you're willing to sacrifice, that's going to determine the results that you achieve. The type of sacrifice correlates to the type of success that you get. So if you sacrifice a little, expect a little in return. But if you're willing to sacrifice a lot, expect a lot in return. For as the saying goes, your harvest is based on what you planted. So if you're given much of your time, much of your effort, much of your heart, much of your dedication, then expect much in return. But you know what the problem is? The problem today is that people, you know, they have the dream. They have the dream. People, they post about it, right? They post on it on Instagram, Snapchat, whatever, Twitter. They have the dream, but they don't have the sacrifice. Well, actually, they don't give the sacrifice because everyone has something that they can sacrifice. So again, people have the dream, but they don't give the sacrifice. And so they expect the dream to be fulfilled without sacrificing anything. And that's just not how it works. This is how it works. No sacrifice means no reward. You have to be willing to give up some part of who you are right now in order to achieve what you truly want to be. You're not going to attain something for nothing. That's not how this world works. You want the ultimate? I mean, do you really want the ultimate? You want a better job? You want a better relationship? You want a better life? You want to own your own business? You want a bigger platform? Whatever your ultimate is, if you really want that, you're going to have to pay the ultimate price. That about wraps it up for episode 11, the ultimate price of the Mission Driven Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope that you have been encouraged and empowered to take action on your goals and dreams. If you have and you want to share that with me, I would love to hear from you. All right. You can connect with me on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube at AC Cristales. Again, connect with me on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube at AC Cristales. Also, feel free to share this episode with your friends and family to encourage and empower them as well. If you're listening to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, make sure to subscribe to this show and rate and review it as well so that others may benefit from listening to this podcast. If you're on Spotify, hit that follow button so that you know when the next episode is available. And lastly, if you're on YouTube, make sure to like and subscribe to this channel. Thank you all again for listening to this podcast. I hope you guys have a great week full of victories and blessings. As always, the mission is now, so remain mission driven. Until next time, faith, 
hope, love, 